to the Kentucky Dad Podcast brought to you by SB Nations of Sea of Blue. Big Blue Drew here Thursday night. I'm really excited to get a dad podcast in. Appreciate everybody listening. Um, if you missed last week's or so, uh, we had one of, uh, you know, somebody I've known for a really long time, good friend of mine, works over at ESPN 680, 93.9 The Bill, Philip Baker. And then today we have another one of those guys, only somebody I don't know very well. Um, but Stephen Rummage is on. He does the middays on 93.9 The Ville with Marcus Mabin. He does the pregame show. So a lot of U of L stuff. But um, I wanted to start with Stephen. I appreciate you coming on with the fact that I feel like you're a good dude, man. You know how to rivalry. So I was excited to have you on the podcast, and I appreciate it. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me on. You know, it, look, it, it's all fun and games, man. We all have a good time. We grew up in this stuff. But, uh, you know, people are surprised sometimes to find out. You're like, no, yeah, no, these these guys are actually pretty good dudes, man. We just, you know, we we rivalry and then we 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 go on and we we have a good time together, man. So I really do appreciate it, man. Thank you. Yeah, there's definitely people that know how to do that, and then there's other ones that just for whatever reason maybe rub people the wrong way and um, you know, like wouldn't get an invite on their podcast. And there's also people too, I had uh, wanted to mention this that you know, like on Twitter or social media, whatever, you kind of just vibe with, even though you maybe have never even met them, not even interact that much. But you're definitely a guy like that for me. I like following, um, you know, your University of Louisville stuff. You keep me plugged in on that. So uh, much love to you, man. I'm excited. Uh, but to get started, I want to, we always go TV does, but and then I always uh, feel bad about missing the most important question, which is, um, so just tell us a little bit, you know, about yourself and then definitely, you know, your family. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, you know, here, here's the thing. You know, I grew up uh, in Kentucky. I grew up, obviously, uh, in Bullock County in Shepherdsville. I mean, that's where I was pretty much born and raised. And uh, just, uh, you know, kind of kind of got into uh, – I played sports my whole life. You know, I know a lot like you. Uh, played football and basketball. Ended up being a, a decent recruit in football. So, uh, not, nothing special. But uh, walked on to L for about a year and then – actually um, kind of got into uh, the church a little bit and uh, started kind of getting getting my life personally. And I know everybody's life, you know, is, is different. But for me, you know, kind of straightening some stuff up in my life that needed to be done and uh, decided after a year, you know, I was going to kind of devote more time to this. And, and, and I did that. And uh, so now, man, I mean, you know, now obviously I do the radio show. Uh, me and my wife, we're young adults pastors, actually, in uh, Shepherdsville with, at her grandparents' church. Uh, so, so you know, I got a lot of doing that, kind of busy. My wife is a uh, charity. She's a travel nurse uh, okay. in Knoxville right now. Yeah, so she, oh, okay. she enjoys that. Yeah, yeah, and the ER. So that's why if you see me kind of doing a little Tennessee here and there, it's like, you know, just <laughs> – we're around here, so we enjoy it. And uh, and then I got two little boys, man. I got a, a 12-year-old. Well, I say little. Man, if you know me, there ain't much little uh, <laughs> comes out of me. So I, I got my 12-year-old Elijah. Um, obviously, man, he's into sports. I love that guy. And uh, my two-year-old, Xavier. No uh, who's Yeah, yeah. Dude, hold on. I got, I'm sorry. Go, uh, you got his name out, but I got to interrupt you. So Xavier and Elijah – 
I, I guess you've listened, so you know this, but so I saw that, uh, you know, I always kind of like Google stock my guests and I read like an old bio on you and I saw that you graduated in 2005, which so did I, I was 2005. And then, wow, man, we have the same spread almost. No one has that. So I have a 13 year old and a two year old. That's crazy. I hardly ever meet anyone um, with that makeup. I got boy girl though, which definitely complicates it. Maybe, maybe less, maybe more. I don't know, but uh, that's funny, man. I did not realize we shared uh, those wildly uh, random things in common, I guess. Yeah, you know, I always hear you talk about uh, on the podcast about how you're like, hey, you know, I'm kind of getting into this young adolescent thing. And it's funny because I give my 12 year old Elijah, you know, I give him the business all the time now because I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, your dad are still cool. Right. Because, like, mm-hmm. I have to to check now, now and, and, let, and let me, you know, just to be open so people understand uh, where I'm coming from when I say some of this. Uh, my 12-year-old was actually from a relationship uh, previous, before my wife now. And uh, me and his mom were together for about 12 years, all through middle school and high school and everything else. And we had him in, in college. And um, so, and, and, and it's, it's great, man. We co-parent and my wife and her are good friends. And, uh, man, we're, we're blessed to be in the situation that we're in, you know, considering. So that, that, that's been awesome to kind of, have that and be able to intermingle family like that. And then, uh, so, so I'll call him sometimes, I, you know, cause he, he's over back and forth all the time. You know, we're, we're always at, I mean, right now we're in spring ball. So, you know, mm-hmm. we got practice. I heard you talking about going to, to different stuff practices. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, man. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's cool, man. No, it's cool. So we, we kind of got everything rolling there and he, he's, he's too cool now for, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if he's too cool for dad, but, He's moving in that direction. I think if I wasn't a radio host, I'll be honest, Drew. <laughs> like, hey, man, like we're still all right, you know. But he likes to to brag on that. But man, I got I got two good boys, man. I, I'm I'm blessed with them, and uh, I love them to death. Nice, that's awesome. And I don't know about you. I'll ask you. I'll throw it back to you. So my daughter now, I'm noticing like the same thing. You know, I'm like sometimes I just don't feel as in, but when I'm in, I'm in. It's like when they're feeling it that day and they want, you know, they got, they, you know, I won't say if they yeah. want something, but you know how kids get, they just got, you know, their, their hormones running and stuff. Something has them excited, whether it's school, sports, something they saw, then they're just, uh, so I guess it's like feast or famine is my experience right now. I either get no words from her or she won't leave me alone. Drew, I was in Disney last week and we took both boys and I mean, and, and to your point there, uh, Elijah, my older one, he just kept saying, he was like, Hey dad, thank you so much. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, all right, man, for this week, dad's King. So hey, I, I, I agree with you, man. It's nice. I have to throw this in. I'm positive. I had to have mentioned this uh, a month or two ago when I was down at Disney world, but shout out to big blue drew. I was snagging bass on all over Disney property, like magic kingdom <laughs> in the background. It's like ripping lips, like, People kind of chasing me off. It was weird. Like some people would say, like the Disney people would be like, happiest place on earth. Like, oh, the, you know, the big, the big fish are down there. And then, um, you know, next person would roll by and be like, hey, you can't fish here. Oh, man. See, here's, I've, I've heard that about you. And ironically, here's the thing. I, I'm from Bullitt County and I don't do a whole lot of fishing. <laughs> which is Mountain Dew? Do you drink a lot of Mountain Dew? Listen, I, uh, Coke Zero. I'm a okay. Coke Zero guy. Well, I heard, yeah. Hey, man, I'd love to get give you a shout out too before you talk about Coke Zero because you uh, you know we'll be hitting that stuff, the drinks too. Um, I yeah, know you've yeah. kind of had like a body transformation too. I know that you've like lost a ton of weight recently, right? Yeah. Well, you know, I, being an athlete, and I know you are as well. Um, I run every. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I got a couple men's leagues in me still here and there. But, uh, uh, you know, I try to run every day. And uh, ju- it just keeps me competitive. It just keeps me competitive against myself, I think. And just so, – so I'll try to do two miles a day. And uh, I, I was doing it, and I was just – I wasn't losing a lot of weight because I ate so bad. So, really, man, it was just – making a few tweaks to my diet and it was like weight started coming off and I and I dropped about uh I, I got up to 305 which I carry weight pretty well I mean not to pat myself on the back but how tall uh, I are you? carry my weight okay about 6'3 okay. yeah 6'3 yeah so so I got up to about there and and I'm kind of big structured guy you know I'm tight end former tight end so I kind of got that structure I kind of carry the weight okay for now uh, but but still, man, when I saw that 305, I was like, hey, man, you got to get your life right, man. <laughs> like, you know, that, that's too much. So so I, I dropped it down, man. I got down to about 265, and, and I've been hanging around there ever since, man. So, But I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, just, just, we'll kind of slide it in. We'll go like a little bit reverse order this week. So uh, weekly basis, daily basis, co- coffee, soda, or alcohol? Man, I heard you say that. And here's the thing. <laughs> Uh, fact about me, and it has nothing to do with uh, religious affiliation or anything. I don't drink. I never did. Uh, it, it just uh, um, my dad is is a great guy. Great guy. He's actually they're down in Tennessee with us right now. I'm, I'm down here with my wife. And uh, uh, but but growing up, he he had a little bit of a drinking problem. And my dad was great, man. We'll I know we'll get into that later. Um, but I just it was just one of the things where I was like, I, I'm just I don't think I'm gonna do it. I don't think I'm going to do it. And, of course, now my dad has been sober for years now. So, um, it, it, it was more just a personal decision, you know. Uh, so, so I don't really do that too much. Now, coffee, I am a frozen Starbucks latte type of guy. Like, Do you stroll in, you stroll in the 93.9, the Villa Studio, if you guys are going and just have your iced coffee? Every freaking day, Drew. Every day I come in there with two things. I have an iced coffee. If it's from McDonald's, it's an iced vanilla coffee with caramel syrup. If it's from Starbucks, it's a caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino wow. and a Diet Coke every day. Because as we're, as we're talking, it's, uh, uh, I am a Coke Zero guy, man. I, I have Coke Zeros all over the fridge. Anytime you open my fridge, you're going to find three or four six-pack bottles of Coke Zero. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I definitely smashed my fair share of uh, coffee and Coke. Well, good. I'm glad you own it. That's good. I can <laughs> I can definitely see you rolling in there and, uh, you know, getting teased for your iced coffees in the beginning. But, hey, you got to <laughs> do you. And I'm definitely happy, uh, you, you know, like you said, you got – your body right and stuff because I'm seeing that now I've been saying for the last few weeks Steve like all the time I'm like even going fishing and stuff like that like just like hopping rock to rock used to be nothing I was just like didn't even think about it and now I'm like every time like shit I'm gonna fall like I'm gonna fall or I'm (laughs) I'm up on a ladder just doing something basic around the house that stuff you know I used to just wouldn't even prop the ladder up you know just climb on some furniture whatever and now I'm just like I don't know it's just like my my equilibrium or whatever my balance is just not as not as good as it used to be so but man, I wanted to catch up on one thing too, because I'm very similar. I'm almost the exact same in the fact that I never really drank just as kind of a personal decision, like will socially, nothing morally wrong with it. Um, kind sure, of sure. I know substance uh, problems in my family and stuff. So I have my own vices and I just try to keep them <laughs> to a minimum, I guess you could say. Um, but same. what I wanted to ask you, because I don't get to ask a lot of people, this is like, it kind of sucks, man, because it cr- it'll create a lot of like uh, awkwardness in social situations when like 
we don't want it to be, you know what I mean? Like whether, uh, you know, somebody, oh, you know, drink, have a good time or whatever, or, or they think that uh, it's bothering you, you know, you in some way, like, especially when I was yep. younger, I guess. Um, but I always hated that because, like, it doesn't matter to me at all. Like, I want everyone just to, to do whatever and have a good time. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And uh, yeah, a funny story real quick. I, we were up in Indianapolis. Uh, it was the game before – it was going to end up being Rick Pitino's last game. We, we had no idea at the time. But uh, we were playing Michigan the next day. Marcus, uh, my wife, and me, uh, we, we stayed in the team hotel that night. We're down at the bar. And uh, we're kind of hanging out there, you know, and everybody around there, you start to, you know, Rick Patino's there. And it, Marcus is, Marcus has got me in some places I've looked around before and said, I, I, I don't feel like I should be here. I, I don't, I don't know why, I'm, why am I here? You know, uh, but, but so we're there and I mean, the coaches are around and it's funny because the guy come up and he said, Hey man, in here, I enjoy y'all show. He's like, I've been covering, I'm covering everybody at the bar. He's like, so y'all, you know, y'all are on me. So we're like, okay, cool. So I get a, I order a Diet Coke. <laughs> and Marcus says, Steve, I know you don't drink. He said, but you got to order a drink. He said, you have to order a drink and just have it sitting at the table, if nothing else. He said, if you're the only guy in this bar not drinking, because my wife will, have some wine she enjoys, you know, and it's kind of like you're saying, you know, just casually, whatever. And uh, she he said, if you're the only guy in this bar with no alcohol, he said, they're going to think you're a rat. <laughs> I mean, so, so it was funny. I ordered a, uh, a alcoholic drink. I got the glass, little, little uh, whiskey type glass, dumped it out, put me some Diet Coke in there and sipped on it for the rest of the night. It was, it was a beautiful thing. So I know what you're saying when it comes to just kind of like, uh, yeah, you know, I can, I can mess around here. See, at least I'm fortunate in the fact, like I said, I'll drink in a social situation. You know, I'll, I don't have any like, sure. situation. I would have been good, you know, to do that. So I guess I'm at least fortunate in that aspect. And the other, <laughs> I guess I should probably say like a huge primary reason for me is like, I hate being hungover. I, I'm not good with them. I hate my I'm, I'm always so reluctant to sacrifice the next day. So that being said, like if I go to Derby, I've been to, um, you know, I lived in Florida. I've been to a few games at the Swamp. It was like a million degrees. Yeah. yeah I'm all down. I'm going to, if I'm doing it, I'm going to get smashed. But actually, um, <laughs> you know, I said I never, I, I don't have that uh, ironclad stomach. And uh, something else funny I thought of while you're telling that story with both of us in those similar situation is we 100% both look like cops, like undercover cops, dude, like, hundred <laughs> percent. That's, uh, that's so true, man. That's so true. I don't know. I don't know what the look is, but it's like, I don't know if it's cause you know, maybe we're stature or whatever. But it's like, yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying there. Dude, anywhere I go, like and my wife even knows she doesn't even get mad anymore. Whatever the situation would be where I have to show an ID 1000%. They ask me every time. I'm just like, I try to do the like uh, super bad, like looking in the sky, like I'm good, or whatever, <laughs> and it just never works. Like she, she just, I forget what happened this week. She was just making fun of me about that. But man, we're rolling here, uh, Kentucky Dad Podcast. Steve Rummage, uh, 93.9 The Ville. You can catch him midday's 10 to 12. I feel bad. I hardly ever get to listen. Sometimes I catch it on my lunch break and stuff like that. Um, well, I man, appreciate we, the support. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. We uh, we yeah. met TV dads though, so I'll go first. Uh, we usually start there. Didn't tonight, but um, I guess you heard mine. And I was really struggling tonight because I've been so freaking busy. I've not been watching hardly any TV to pull any relevance um, from, like, my last watching stuff. But I was just thinking I was really stumped. 
not going to lie, hit Google on this one, and boom, out of nowhere. Everybody loves Raymond. Ray Romano, what is it? Uh, Ray Barone, I think, in the show. Yep. And how did I miss that, man? He's so similar. Like, he's a sports writer dad, um, goofy, and, you know, has those competing things as far as, like, actually needing to watch sports for his job and competing on deadlines and stuff. So, we could go all night on Funny Clips with him. That was, like, the very first one I pulled up about uh, folding the shirt and being incapable of doing that. We've, we've all been there with the task with the wife. So big shout out to everybody who loves Raymond. There's hella good dads in that show too. Uh, his dad, Frank, is really probably the Yes. Best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frank is hilarious, kind of makes that show. You know, he, here's one thing I was going to, I was going to go with, uh, growing up, I always thought I would be like, Al Bundy, you know, where you're like, oh, yeah, you know, kind of the old sports guy, you know, and stuff. And, and, and you know, I, I, I have to say with my recent – and I have a reason for this. Um, I have to go Danny Tanner and, mm-hmm. and from Full House. And I'll tell you why. Because I never respected – I always I, – I've realized in the past couple years since my youngest has been born, my wife's a nurse, like I was saying. She, she's gone – uh, a few, you know, two or three days a week. And now being a travel nurse, we're not always with her. So sometimes she'll go down for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or whatever. And uh, she's gone. And, and I mean, I'm a single dad, basically. Now we, we have great families. My mom loves to watch the baby. Uh, my, my mother-in-law's great. She loves to watch the baby. So it's not constant, but I'm not a big, it's going to be terrible for the dad podcast. I, I, I'm not a huge kid guy, man. Like, like I just, I, I'm not, I, I kind of like one of those, like, okay, you know, like just, just do it. I, I don't know. So my two year old, I'm going through this, like, and, and I've, and I have two totally different kids. So going back to Danny Tanner, uh, it's, it's like, I respect the heck out of that dude now. Yeah. I'm like, do you know when you wake up in the morning and it's just you and the two year old, I'm like, okay, I've got to wake up. I've got to sneak out of bed so I can get in here and take a shower and do a couple of things before he gets up because it's like the simplest task become hard. So I was like, this dude raised three daughters and I know he had help. I mean, he had Jesse and Joey, but it's not the same. It's like, dude, you still are dad with three daughters. I'm like, dude, he is an animal, man. Like, so, so I got so much respect for Danny Tanner. And the funny thing is you like hear Bob Staggett outside of that character. And you're like, that's Danny Tanner. Holy crap. <laughs> you know, he's like so raunchy, <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I, I think a hundred percent Danny Tanner is who I've grown to mad respect over the last few years. And, and Phil, did Phil really go uncle Phil? Bill, I mean, Phil, yeah, Phil, Phil Baker. Phil, yeah. I think, uh, okay. ah, man, I feel so bad now. I want to say, I feel like he maybe got out an additional one too. But yeah, I think he, I think he did maybe go Uncle Phil. I have to look back. Yeah, he, he went Uncle Phil and he went, if I remember right, I, I listened to it when it came out. If I remember right, he, he like went to the straight, to the Will Smith scene. I'm like, God, Phil, could you not even like. Oh, wow, did he really? Man, now, now in hindsight, you're making it sound super lame. You're right. Yeah, I was like, Phil Baker, good Lord, man. I, I love that guy, but I was like, yeah, you can go deeper than that. So, yeah, so anyways, that that's my story, man. D- Danny Tanner, I, I, I got mad respect for him now. Danny Tanner is honestly a really good one. It could be a lot worse things than being Danny Tanner, but you can take this however you want it, Steve. I, the only one I can remember saying Danny Tanner was fairly recently, and it, this one was kind of cool because I think it was J.R. Van Hoos, it was. 
he was in his car with his family, and I think he was going to say somebody all cool, or he said someone different, and his family was like, no, you're Danny Tanner, kind of as like a diss, I think, because <laughs> he was so, <laughs> he was like so tidy and stuff. But that was why I really uh, liked him, too, because I'm definitely, I, the two-year-old, that's probably been the hardest thing for me is like, I don't necessarily need everything to be like super clean, but like everything has a spot to me. Like that's how I'm like, just clutter stresses me out. And like, if you could see my office slash toy room right now, like three years ago, this would have put me in the hospital. So um, his tidiness, I always respected more than anything. Drew, we have the same brain, man, at this point. At this point, I'm convinced of this because I'm the same way. It doesn't all have to be put away, but it's got to be put where, like in my designated place. So our living room has kind of started gathering some toys. So I'm like, it don't have to be away. But it has to be up against the fireplace, like where I want everything. And I park the car and I'm like, goodness gracious. So, yeah, no, I 100% agree with that. And it's so dumb. I, can't, I think about it all the time, like how much time I just waste. Like for whatever reason, like either tonight before I go up there and try to go to bed or in the morning before I leave for work, you know, I got to get everything back in that spot, wipe the counters down. Like just makes me feel better, you know, before I head out to work. And I mean, sure as hell, by 30 minutes after we're home, it's just going to be the same way. So, I don't know what's crazier, you know, cleaning it up all the time or not. So keep keep doing that. But uh, let's keep moving, man. Kentucky Dad Podcast tonight. Steve Rummage. Uh, what about dinner? What y'all do for dinner tonight? We got kind of late, almost nine o'clock, late in the week. We struggle busted. I'll start. We did like uh, I think, shh, God, we ate Taco Bell. My daughter was at practice late. She got some form of fast food on the way home. I want to say Panda Express. Um, so shout out to the Brown family, Nutrition Express over here. Well, I, I don't, I'm not going to be much better. Like I said, we, uh, my 12 year old stayed up. He's with his mom because he has, uh, he's through basketball and football right now. So me and my youngest savior, uh, came down because my parents wanted to come down. So we're actually, uh, she works in Knoxville, but our apartment is in Sevierville. So, uh, we drove over to Gatlinburg and went to, uh, Blake Shelton's restaurant, Old Red. Yeah, yeah, that's one of our uh, one of our favorite spots. So we went over there. We actually had that for dinner. I had uh, I had the wings, and uh, we got one of the dog bowls. It's basically a uh, a Big Mac in a bowl, uh, you know, a keto Big Mac in a bowl. I, I, it's it's probably the most expensive Big Mac you'll ever have. But it was a uh, man. It was good food. They got sweet cornbread. So we kind of did the same thing, man. Not not wasn't uh, super healthy, but uh, it was fun, man. It was a good family night out for us, actually. I do not see those things as equal at all. I almost feel like being a listener of the dad pod, you kind of balled out tonight so you would have a good one, like, you know, roll down to the <laughs> restaurant, have me a like- meal. I, I feel like I said, I, we get – whenever we just struggle, she's just like Taco Bell. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Their stupid little $5 boxes, buy a high mountain dude. Yep. Like, you know, just, just try again harder tomorrow. <laughs> I know. We, listen, we do that plenty uh, around the rummage house too. So don't feel bad there. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, um, what about father figures in your life, Steve? So I know you kind of grew up around the Louisville area, um, bullet central high school, I think that I read. So, um, yep. tell us about anybody that, you know, feel like shaped you into the man you are, the dad you are. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, I know the, the number one answer, uh, for a lot of people and, and I'm actually listening to this podcast, man. It actually, it excites me how many people say, you know, they're dead. Uh, and because I, that's, it's a big deal, man. It's a big deal. So, yeah. uh, obviously first and foremost, man, would be my dad. Uh, 
but you know, my, my dad, he was, they were at, I, I mentioned earlier, you know, I mean, he had a little bit of an alcohol problem, uh, early in my life. And, uh, but he, he never missed, you know, uh, he never missed a game. Like, you know, he never missed a game, never missed, uh, anything, man. And he was there. And I remember many nights, uh, sitting out in the shed or out in the garage with my dad. And we would just, just talk, you know, just talk about life and everything that was going on. And, um, and a lot of that is, uh, I owe a lot to him, you know, for how, for how I'm a father. Uh, the other person would be my, uh, my wife's grandfather. Okay. My wife's grandfather, believe it or not. Yeah, man. Um, when I was kind of going through that coming out of high school, I'm going into football. And like I said, I was, I was making some changes in my life at that point. Um, I started having anxiety attacks and stuff, man. It just out of nowhere, you know, I'm going, I'm this all state football player, I got everything, you know, it feels like you want. And then I was like, out of nowhere, I started having panic attacks and stuff. And I was just like, where is this coming from, man? Like, you know, and, and it made me kind of messes with you, you know, because you're like, wait a minute, maybe I'm maybe I'm not as, you know, I felt untouchable you know, for a while. And it's like, maybe I'm not untouchable. So uh, just, man, he uh, they're now our pastors. But man, just just the way he guided me through that portion of my life and still today, man, I'll go over there and we'll sit on the front porch and, and, uh, you know, just have a sweet tea and talk for, for a couple hours. So I do that on a, a basis. So yeah, man, you know, and, and of course I had great grandparents, man. I had, uh, on both sides. So yeah, it's, uh, a lot, I've been blessed to have a lot of male father figures in my life that, uh, that spoke a lot of wisdom into me. So, uh, I, man, I appreciate it. And I am, I'm, I'm a lucky man. You, you said something I really wanted to touch on, too, just about, you know, the guests that we've had on the Dad Podcast. And, and you're right, because it, it's kind of um, astonished me, honestly, just the, the majority, I would say, you know, can speak to their own father and, you know, guiding them, bringing them to where they're at today. And I, I think it makes sense, you know, because most of the people I have on the podcast have, you know, either done something in the sports world or whatever. They've been able to really um, make something of themselves, I guess, so to speak. So it's you know, just talks about how important dads are. And especially in the sports world, you know, talk about both programs, Louisville and Kentucky, men's, women's, every sport. I think about this all the time, Steve, like how we're just like, oh, man, this four-star running back from Louisiana or, you know, whatever it is, like come here in Louisville, you're going to love it, you're going to love it. Man, I can't imagine. Um, I chose to stay home actually and do play a little basketball here just because can you imagine, you know, moving, especially imagine you don't even have a father figure in your life or a dad and, you know, you're just uprooted. So I think it's um something that's super important. And, and I really feel like generationally, too, it's kind of getting deep. But I feel like that, uh, people are really stepping up, I think, nowadays, maybe over previous decades, like when we were growing up, the 80s, maybe even the 90s. Like, at least I like to hope. So I like to think that, um you know, we've kind of shamed that enough to where most dads are at least involved a little bit. Listen, I totally agree, man. And, and that's something that I, I think us and, and us fathers, you know, even in the media, like, okay, Okay, James James Scribble, for instance, he he, uh, and I know I know you know James. Um, he kind of come into the the radio scene over the last year, man. It's kind of really exploded in there, and uh, and, and I kind of saw him, and I'm like, okay, he's a rival guy, you know. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of filling him out here and there, and a hundred percent. What made me kind of what flipped the switch for me for James? Not that I ever didn't like him, but you know, just I didn't know him. Um, I could hear him talk about his kids, man. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I've told him this and I was like, he's a great dad, man. 
you you could hear it, you know. And, and like I said, this isn't just for the podcast. I, I think I, I mean I've told James this since then. It was like that dude's a great dad. He's a great husband. He's so like, jolly. Like, He's such a jolly dad. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. <laughs> no, and and it's like when you when you hear him talk and you hear somebody like that. And, and I'm not trying to just make it about James here, but I'm saying just us as dads in general, man. It's like. I, I don't have a quarrel with that guy. Like, you know, like, no, like that, that's a good dad. That's somebody that's a family man that's watching his kids. It's being over his wife. Like, and, and I'm, I'm like, no, me, you're good. Like we're, we're good now. And now I consider him a, a you know, a friend and, uh, and really enjoy that guy. And I mean, same goes. So I do like that, that like you're saying, you do find a lot more dads nowadays, man, or like they support each other. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's a big thing to know, uh, because a lot of times, and again, I'm, I'm like you, I don't want to get too deep, but a lot of times, you know, you never think of, uh, and I know you asked this question some, so I don't want to jump, I don't want to jump ahead on you too much, but you think of the woman or the mother sometimes, and you're like, you know, hey, you got a lot, but it's like, man, sometimes it's dads, it's, it can get, you know, it can get taxing, man. It can get emotionally like, oh, man, we got a lot going on here, so so uh, it's cool, man, to see people stepping up and kind of supporting each other and men being willing to be vulnerable. And, hey, man, this is what we do, you know? I think it's funny because uh, non-dads, I think, would totally disagree with you in the fact that, like, they do not want to hear James talk about his kids. They don't want to hear you talk about your kids. And then, boom, you know, once their wife or, you know, however they procure children, um, it <laughs> yep. all changes, you know. You want to share that stuff just excites you. You see your kid dunk a ball on the little hoop, like – you're all yep. about it. So, and then uh, secondly, man, you, I don't think many of them do, but you really better hope. I, I think Mitch sometimes scans uh, the podcast. So if they find all that smooching over James uh, round daddy's <laughs> three boy, they're going to be roasting um, this week. But I don't know. I doubt Mitch still listens. I know one time, actually, I don't know. This is funny. I, I just looked through my Venmo um, actually this week and saw this uh, a long time ago, like several weeks ago. I think, uh, I don't know who was on. It might've been James. And I just had to put out there that if anybody um, from the station was listening and they just messaged me on Twitter, I'd send them 10 bucks. And Mitch did. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's it. Listen, Mitch, he has to come. And if people don't know, Mitch is the producer for Andy and uh, James on the take three to six. And uh, Mitch, that dude probably listens to more radio and podcast. Uh, it, listen, it's a job being Andy's producer, man. And, and Mitch, Mitch does it well. He does it well, man. So kudos to him. Yeah, I can't imagine, like, it, even it just being a full-time job, like, as far as listening to other people's podcasts and stuff, like, I try my best to support. But it, honestly, whenever I can disconnect, um, it's tough. So shout out to Mitch. He's living. He's probably got an AirPod in somewhere right now, betting or something, um, catching some content. So hopefully he did listen. Throw that up there, Mitch, if you are. Uh, all right, man. We're, man, we've checked a lot of them off, so you've kind of got everything. But um, you already alluded to it. So, man, last good cry. When was it? When was the last time you wailed on one? Man, here's the thing. You know, I don't know if it was uh, a full tears or not, but um, – I went through right after my two-year-old was born. Um, I, I, I mentioned it earlier. I had, you know, with, with my, uh, with Elijah, me and his mother weren't really together, you know, and even though we got along, she still, you know, I got the baby, but then she would go home and, and different things. So it, it was a different feel this year, this time around with my youngest. So I, I don't, I, 
I'm like, I don't know how to do this stuff, you know? And I think it's like, because you, you feel like, well, well, you've already got, you know, and even my wife sometimes, and my wife, I mean, she's amazing, man. She, she's my best friend. But I think that, that she would sometimes even like, well, you know, you've already had a kid, so you assume you know. So she would be off at work, and I'm all night sometimes, you know, with, with this infant baby. And, 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 it's, and I was just, I was feeling that stress, that constant stress, man. And I remember there was one morning I, I was driving and I was going to go pick my 12 year old up to take him to school. Cause I picked him up to take him to school and then I would go to the studio and it was like, so much was on my mind. I just took off towards the studio and I was already, it was like, it was building. And then like, he calls and he's like, Hey man, you know, you didn't bring me to school, or, you know, school started, you didn't pick me up. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I remember just after that call, man, I remember just pulling over. Uh, I, I was over in Brooks, Brooks, Kentucky, man. And I, I just yeah. pulled over. It was just like, you know, just like, ah, like, you know, just in the car. And there was, was probably like, hell ah. traffic. If you were on the Gene Snyder headed to Brooks, it was probably hell. Or 65, I guess it would have been. There was probably yeah. a little traffic anyway. Probably could have just stopped there. God, I hate that whole – I used to live out not, not quite that far. But, man, if you live in Louisville, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, F that whole area. I no, no, totally, man. And it was like, I literally just pulled over to the side and I'm just like, ah, you know, in my car, like, I can't do this anymore. Like, it was just like, and I remember just kind of like, oh, and that was one of those days where I was like, man, like, I'm, I'm ready to quit, dude. Like, like, I'm ready to just drive this car somewhere else. You know, <laughs> like, like, I, like, in that moment, I was like, I could drive to Nashville right now and just, just buy a house and, and never come back, you know, and it was like, but, uh, you know, there, there was a lot there. So man, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was tough. It was a tough moment though, but, but I got through it after that, you know, you go back you get to get to school. Everything is, it, it works out though, man. Yeah. Someone asked me just today, just a, uh, one of my good friends just randomly sent me a message. Like, oh, I just want to ask you this, like, you know, would it mean more to you? If he would very clearly said, you know, be honest, would it mean more to me that if I would have played basketball at Kentucky or if one of my kids played basketball at Kentucky, and just the thought of it, I was, like, instantly, like, emotional. Like, oh, my kid play at Kentucky. Like, oh, my God, or whatever, you know, any school, yep. really. So I definitely would lean towards that. And I, I kind of had made the joke, and it's so true. Like, I'm sure that, uh, you know, as they get older and they're playing in any type of high-level game. You know, the older they get, the higher the level of the game. Yep. Um, I just think, you know, anytime that there's going to be something, I'll probably be crying at every other quarter is what I'm saying, basically. Oh, no, absolutely, man. I mean, it's it's emotional. Like I said, I know you know about right now, but I mean, even my son's going into middle school ball and the, football, the games are man. Getting... Football, man. Yes. Football. Like, he's not playing football. My son is going to be – I already decided. He's going to be a defensive end just smashing fools. I told her if she plays – if he plays defense, she doesn't have to worry. He's, he's going to be doing the hitting. But, I'm dude, the thought of my kid out there hitting and smashing in football, like, as you can tell, I just get extremely excited. Oh, yeah. No, no. It, it's amazing, man. My son plays football and basketball right now, and uh, he's good. But I'll tell you what, man, and I know people think I sound crazy, but I'm like, my two-year-old, he's got it, man. Like, he, 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 might, he might be a stud. Like, like my, my 12-year-old, he, he's good. He does what he does, you know. But I'm like, I, the attitude my 12-year-old or my two-year-old has, I'm like, hey, why, watch out for that one. Like, like he, he might have a shot. He might have shots, so so I'm enjoying uh, watching the growth of both of them, man. Nice. I'm, I'm very similar to my kids, kind of how they're going to shape up. Well, dude, man, this was awesome. I had a blast as usual, man. Some flow like a like a mole with the same age. We had so much in common. It was fun. Uh, let's hit dad jokes, man. I'll let you go first uh, this week on your dad joke. 
Yeah, man, it's it's my my number one. Uh, I tell it to my twelve year old every time we pass the place, uh, and and I've I've moved on. Uh, once my two year old can understand, I'm going to give it to him. But it, it's great. Um, what does a pirate say when you kick him between the legs? Uh, I'll let you do it. What? Menards. <laughs> Man, I thought of I, I thought every time I actually did, I thought I had that yeah. one. I didn't. Have you ever shopped at Menards though? You live out kind of that way, bro. Are you a Menards guy? It's freaking amazing. Oh, it's incredible. You can do everything there. No, Dude, it's was, absolutely incredible. People that haven't been there are sleeping. For I told them this is the way I always tell people about the Menards uh, shopping center, shopping store. If you're not familiar with it, and I know most people say this. I don't know what do they have? A little bit of everything. Won't quite more. I would say more like a Home Depot than a Walmart for sure, but kind of a mixture of the two. Huge, and this is why I tell people, Steve, if Home Depot has 16 ceiling fans there, Menards has about 50. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, you can, you can, uh, my, my sister-in-law says it like this. She's like, you can literally build a house, decorate the house, and furnish the house, and, and get food for the house all at Menards. Like, it's nuts. Yeah, yeah, I, I love the place. Absolutely love The theme love. song is lit, too. Like, I, I thought I didn't like it, but, like, I don't know, I'd say about every 10 minutes they hit you with, like, the little theme song about shopping at Menards. So, um, I can <laughs> Save it. I like big Menards. money at Menards, yeah. right? right? You, yeah, you, yeah, you will thank Big Blue Drew and Steve if you hit up Menards if you haven't. Um, we'll plug them real quick. There's one out off, like, Preston and Gene Snyder, and then there's one over in, like, Jeffersonville or something. So, hit them up, dude. And every – I think almost always they give you a coupon, too. This is real dad stuff right here. That um is like 11% <laughs> rebate, and you just mail your receipt in. They send you a gift card for like 11% of what you bought. Like uh, all yeah, the, that's fire too. Yeah, no, no, it, it's it like you said, man. That's that's a total dad thing, and uh, it's awesome, and it's kind of won me away from Lowe's, man. It's it's it's, it's tough, but it but it has. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I might rapid fire a couple of dad jokes here because I, I couldn't settle on just one, so I, I might do a couple. First one. My wife says that we should break up because I'm getting too dedicated to my detective work. I said, great idea. We can cover more ground that way. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, now, that's the only one I'm doing. I'm going to end it on that That's one. a good that's, one, that's man. Like, I was say, that, that one was pretty solid. I'm not going to risk it. That <laughs> one sucks. Well, Steve's the man. Again, make sure you're catching Steve. Um, on the radio here, I know you can listen to it, obviously, in the Louisville area, and then definitely can get it streaming on um, the app and stuff. So, middays, 10 to noon, and then all the, the pregame show. So, we'll be starting those before long and, you know, getting yep. into the seasons and stuff. So, Steve, you're the man, and we will, uh, we'll try to catch up again uh, maybe after Kentucky uh, whoops up on Louisville and some form. Man, yeah, right. You know, uh, it, it, it's bound to uh, – the way the last five years of sports have went for me, uh, it, it – it, it, nothing shocked me at this point. So, yeah, enjoy. Enjoy. All right. <laughs> All right. Well, good stuff. We will catch everybody next week on the Kentucky Dad Podcast.